0: Welcome to the XPN Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Redona. Many of you know me from my blog, xpnuggets.com, as Kicks. Well, I'm excited to try my hand at podcasting. Our first guest on the show is Theodore Raymond Riddle. He has been in the comic industry since 1987 and is the creator of Monolith Comics. We talk about how we started doing comics, how we dealt with adversity, and also about tips for anyone that wants to do comics. There's plenty of life nuggets to learn from Ted. And I hope you enjoy our conversation. So today we're with Theodore R- Raymond Riddle. How are you today, Ted?
1: Good, uh, Jake. How are you?
0: I'm great. I'm excited. Um, this is the first uh, XPN podcast, and I'm glad to have you on.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm excited too.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's dive into it. You are the creator behind Monolith Comics. Could you Just tell so me I'm about in. that?
1: Yep, and I uh, published a character called Compumac. CompuMech. Well, actually, the graphic novel is called CompuMech. Mechanically Engineered and Computerized Hero. Okay. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more? Yeah. um Comics basically um, is a one-man operation up until about uh, a week ago um, when I actually obtained a colorist who's going to be redoing all my uh, books from number one. And that's going to be uh, something I'm really excited about. It's going to be happening in the near future. But as of right now, they're all in black and white. I've done 27 novels uh, to date and 28's on the drawing table. And uh, uh, Compu-Mac, well, uh, the concept behind it was basically thought of in 1989. Uh, at that point in time, uh, Marvel was having a real hard time with their bankruptcy and everything. And kids were gravitating uh, more towards computers and video games, and like everybody, like computers, were, like the worst thing that uh, comics were like the worst thing that could happen to everybody. And at that time, just before, just prior to that, there was a big boom with, with uh, Jim Lee and all those guys. And um, I had gotten a lot of uh, magazine gigs. I was making like six thousand dollars a month doing these magazine gigs and all these well, strips 6, and everything.
0: This is back yeah.
1: in the 90s? Uh, back in the early, uh, late 80s. Oh, late 80s. Um, yeah. And um, about 89, uh, 87, 88, three years. And I was making $6,000 a month. These magazines were paying big money. Um, and I had five magazines that I was doing. I ran strips in these magazines. Then when Marvel uh, had the bankruptcy, in three months... <laughs> Jake, I lost every single job. Luckily, I saved, you know, when you're freelance, you got to plan for things like that. You know what I mean? And uh, my wife at the time said, oh my God, and he just lost all that job, you know. And uh, so we, we survived for a while and it was real hard getting work, you know, because, you know, comments are just not so, in. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, how did you, um? so you, you've been doing it since the, uh, 80s how did you get started in the comic industry
1: well um well basically uh, i got out of the cubit school and uh well, right out of the school uh joe was um quite impressed with what i had accomplished there at the school uh when i g- came to the school i was pretty much a divorced into class and by the end of the um the year uh third year i was doing quite my improvement was so dramatic that I was uh, starting the bell curve on a lot of the uh, the grading uh, courses. wasn't the best, but was, you know a lot of the bell curve curves were on my my pieces.
0: So you started comic school in your twenties, or how old are we then? Uh,
1: Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah, I had to uh, um, save the money for the school when I got out of high school because uh, my dad wasn't too much into uh, art school. You know, he was an engineer army type guy and uh he didn't think that art was really that much of a fruitful career so he said if you come up with half the money i'll pay for the other half and i had to come up with a car to get down to dover because i lived in newton and that was a half hour commute so so did you come up with the money yeah you oh know, yeah i came up with money i worked for the acme and uh memorial hospital and uh saved the money and bought the car and uh
0: how, how was the story uh, behind that because uh, i Behind, Because uh, if he didn't come up with the money, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let you do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Just, just had to do it. Just, you know, you wanted something so bad, you had to prove it to somebody. You did it. You work your, your tail off. You save the money. And you do it. Simple as that. But back then, the uh, tuition for the cuber School was only $6,000. Now it's up to like thirty or forty. Oh, wow. You know, that, that was back in like 19. I graduated in 88. So it was back in 19... 77, 76, 70, 70, 75.
0: Was that a popular thing to do back then? Oh, I'm,
1: sorry. I'm sorry, 88, not 87, 86. 1986.
0: It was only $6,000. So was that a popular thing to do back then? Right out of high school? I um, could imagine the, uh, the resistance. No,
1: no, no. Everybody back, back in my day, uh, Jake, when I went to the comic book store, when I was a kid. You had to like make sure there were no cute girls standing outside the store around the town before you went into the store. Or you got the comics because um, if you went out, and seen you, it would make fun of you. You know? Oh wow! So uh, it's not like I today. Was really into... Yeah, I know. And, and uh, so I, I, I would like get the comics and then uh, read them. And I, I was so into them, I had the whole collection. And and uh, I had like from like nineteen. I remember my dad bought well, my first comic when we were going down to Florida um, when I was about seven years old. It was Thor versus Fire Lord. And every issue from that day on, as we got back from Florida, I had in every single book of Marvel. Not DC, I was into Marvel. <laughs> and um, I had all those runs. And that's how I was able to start my company when I finally lost the money from the jobs and all the jobs that I had from the magazines. I sold my comic book collection. collection. Yeah, I sold my collection to uh, a guy that was starting a comic book store and um, he started his whole career. Now he's married with kids, he's teaching at a school, he let the store go, sold to somebody else. And uh, I met him at a show the other day. He's still, he's still in the comics. He said, how you doing, buddy? He's got two kids now. He's got a wife and he's at he's school. And uh, it was really great to see him, you know. And he said, oh, man, you're still doing this? Because I was selling my comics at his shop, you know. And and uh, cause I was printing them myself, you know, uh, with the money. And then as time progressed... Uh, and technology progressed um, uh, I found out about a place called createspace.com where they print on demand and that's how I'm publishing now where it only cost me like six dollars um, for the proof and then you put it up on their up they put it up on Amazon then you have to do all your self promotion all that marketing you can order copies through them they cost me about three dollars a piece. I sell them at cons for for like a reduced price. The cover price is sixteen ninety five. I sell them for like ten dollars at the cons. So I'm making like seven dollars profit per book, at the cons. And meanwhile, they're getting a deal, and, and I'm making money left and right. And meanwhile, on Twitter, um, I have followers. And you get Twitter. You, you sign up. You send. You send that. You only get so many. It took me years to figure out how to do it. You only get so many um words on Twitter. I just usually see something like, you know, I get, like somebody's into comics. They say, hey, I see you're into comics. I, I, I am not one of the big guys, but i really appreciate if you check out monolithcomics.com um, and CompuMec, and I put my little registered symbol, thanks, kindness, regards, and I put a picture of the cover or some artwork, and then they click on my link. Then they go to, on my, in my, on my website, www.monolithcomics.com, and on the website, it has all my books I click on the link it takes you right to amazon then they can order it straight from amazon and bingo i go to create space and in one day i can get 75 orders just from being on it being on um, twitter for like three hours a day so
0: your success is mostly from promoting non-stop promoting
1: yeah oh yeah you have to you can't just you just can't publish these books and like expect amazon to sell them because they're not you know, no way any any author that that uh even authors like um, that, are, that are that are even that get published by um, major publishing companies. The publishers don't promote them. The author has to do it, unless you're like Stephen King that, that has like you know mega books, or like um, you're working for like uh, Warhammer or some that's really got some but a big you know name behind them. Yeah, and then they're paying you royalties on what you're earning. Uh, an author that gets published, they have to promote themselves totally.
0: So you spend uh, three hours a day. How long have you been doing that for? Promoting yourself?
1: Oh my goodness! Oh, since I started doing the um the uh, thing with CreateSpace, I've been doing that since uh, nineteen ninety.
0: Wow, that's a prom- promoting still now. So.
1: Oh yeah, so I have and, to do it every day. It
0: never stops.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got to eat. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean. You gotta eat. It sounds like you're very successful you with, with it. Well, I've been lucky. I've been very lucky. And, and now I even have a rep. It's getting me into cons for free and stuff. So, um she's incredible. This woman is fantastic. And she's uh I she just discovered me, um, about uh six months ago and it was at the end of summer, so I missed a lot of the cons, but next summer she's got me. Lined up for all these cons. I'm really excited about it. So next summer is going to be a big summer so for
0: So you me. found yourself an agent recently?
1: Yeah, yeah. She's really a sweetheart. She's really, Her name is Heather Reed. She's fantastic.
0: And how does she uh, help she helps you promote? So you don't have to promote anymore. You're more focused on...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. At least for the cons, anyway. She just does the cons. I do all the self-promoting for selling my books on my own. She does the promotion for the cons. She gets me in the cons for free. And she takes a percentage of my profits of the sales of the cons.
0: Ah. So you're selling uh, locally and you're selling online via Amazon and what's the other source you're selling on?
1: Uh, Amazon. Oh, Facebook, and Facebook also. Wow. That's how you and I hooked mm-hmm.
0: up. Yeah, we met through. uh, added one day. You added me, and I was surprised at your kindness.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you got your trademark. Yeah, yeah already, you right? helped me out with
0: the trademarking now. Uh,
1: yeah, How's that go with It's this? going
0: pretty smooth. I'm still waiting on the 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 mail.
1: Yeah, it it takes six months for it to be in that um thing and then um once nobody contests it, then you get your nice little gold seal and your your official. Mm-hmm. it You'll be a big day for I you. I can't wait, I'm really excited. I know. Uh, this is you had to be so patient, man. It was like you were waiting and waiting and waiting for it to come up. When mine came, I couldn't believe it. It was like so, it's so beautiful when you see that seal, that gold seal on that. Your first thing. trademark. Uh, what was that like for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first trademark was called a comic called Jet Black. Um, that one um, was uh, has been disbanded because uh, that was my first comic I did before CompuMac. And uh, it, I had black and white covers with it, and it wasn't too successful, so I stopped it. And then I came up with the idea of CompuMac when um, um, Marvel had its bankruptcy and the kids were gravitating towards computers. So the, the concept behind CompuMac is basically Tommy—the uh, the program of CompuMac was invented by a character called Dr. Green, Jacob, uh, Jason Green. And um, he uh, enlisted Tommy Chase um, to run, operate the robot mech, the mech unit, which is, stands for Mechanically engineered Computerized Hero. And the, uh, the robot is basically operated by Tommy. Uh, he has bio nodes connected to his body on, on major um, nerve endings on his body. All, there's about 10 or so of them on his body. And every time he moves, the robot moves. And he has these goggles he wears, like um, you see um, in modern day uh, um, like commercials and stuff that automate these robots and stuff. I thought this back in the nineteen eighties. They're they're coming up with it now, literally in science, real science is doing this. You see those goggles they have on the t- on commercials mm-hmm. and stuff. Google Glass. But they uh, yeah yeah they, they 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 automate robots with those things. So I, I thought of this thing, and, and so that's how, that's basically how time I figured it'd be like a video game, time would operate the, the um, computer, like a video game. So if it ever went to video games, I make more money doing that. Even and if it went to movies, make more money doing that. I have a toy line and they're making money doing that. So, um,
0: so it must've been interesting seeing your, space, your concept come to life, like in today's
1: society. Yeah. And, and now, um, with, with today, uh, with all these movies that are coming out, and, like, Netflix. And um, I mean, it's just so exciting. And on Facebook, I don't know if you see it, but I see it, even yourself. You're, you're, you're doing mm-hmm. comics. Everybody and their, their cousin is doing a book. Mm-hmm. And it's we all have a shot at it now. It's not just Marvel and DC, Image, and Dark Horse. It's, like, we all have a shot and it's like back when the teenage mutant ninja turtles hit hit it big you know it's like it's happening but it's like 10 times better now i mean the the geek girl um it's it's endless it goes on and on the successes that are happening i can't, I can't even mention how many there are oh, There's this guy uh, uh overseas are happening it's happening overseas uh guys i trade page likes with um are, are getting Overseas are even doing it. It's just a booming industry. And, and it's, right now, it's just peak time for everybody that's, that loves comics. Like you said, back when I started, it was just like nothing. We started out with 100 people in our class at the Cubert school, and 16 of us graduated. Only 16 out of
0: 100 graduated. was tough. Yeah,
1: it was tough, believe me. It was, it was the best years of my life, but the hardest you- years of my life. I worked like nobody's business. You had to work so hard. What were your,
0: some of your favorite memories from the uh, your days in school?
1: Um, just the fact that being in high school, I was voted class artist first of all. So, um, in, in, at the end of the year for my senior year, um, but you know when you're voted class artist, that means you're kind of weird. You know what I mean? And I mean people would laugh at my jokes in class and stuff, and I get in trouble by a teacher and stuff. But, um. They all thought it was kind of weird, and uh, but when I got to art school, at the Cuyahutta School, everybody was cool, man. we all could like understand each other, like we talk about comics, and like we all knew what happened in each book, in every single series, in every single issue. We all had had how to draw comics the Marvel way, and. I mean, it was just so many commonalities from all over the world in the United States that we just—it was like these people. I'm still on friends with on Facebook, um, and and some of them are famous now, more famous than me, and uh, much more famous than me, and they're they're in the the field, and and the Kubert list goes on. There's like um, Steve Bissett. There's like Joe Adam and uh, Andy Kubert. Joe, Joe uh, mentored me um, for like, oh, my God, like it's been 15 years after I got out of the school he helped me help me hone my skills. And I, I dedicated my first book to him, uh, the Complementer book. And he passed away in 2012, and I, I was just like heartbroken. He was like a father to me. He he was a great man, kind, very giving. That's why I tried to I said, Joe, how am I ever going to repay you? He said, you know, just pay it forward, Ted, you know. Help somebody out when they need it. That's why when you call me, I'm just right, oh, <laughs> sure, sure. I, yeah, I see yeah, you doing I do that. It. I
0: see you yeah. um, you constantly connecting with others. And you're promoting others also. Like, daily on Facebook, you're nonstop.
1: Yeah, I have to. It's the only way to go because this is such a small niche community. You really have to be kind and compassionate as you can to as many people as you can. Because if you don't, you get 8 ball, black-balled, whatever you call it. Very quickly, and it, you know, just it's just it's just much nicer to be nice, you know. It doesn't take much effort, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree. We need a lot more people like that to be encouragers and to be positive. Yeah. A lot of people out there just knocking others' yeah. comics down. They just they they nag on it.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll get I'll get people to review, review, review my books, and they just hate it. They'll hate it, and I just I just say, go ahead and post it. Go ahead and <laughs> post do, it, dude. How
0: do you, how do you deal Whatever with
1: that? You, want, you know. Well, the way I do that is I'm doing this for me. You know what I mean? I love what I do. Every day, uh, I know people that come home from work every day and wish to God they didn't have to go to the place they go to every single day. And I sit here at home, and my wife is self-employed as well. She's a pet sitter. She's away right now this week. So we went on vacation for, for the, uh, the holiday. We'll be back. She'll be back next Sunday. And um, she's got a job right after that. And then so um, I sit here with my cat. I draw. I listen to music. I call my wife. And we'll go on a date, you know, because she's out of town. We'll meet at Cold Stone for ice cream. And, you know, she'll she'll come for three weeks and have another job. She'll be gone for two weeks. But she gets paid a lot of money for this. You know, it's it's like it really sounds like you're living, like living a dream,
0: like you know, what, you it, wanted, what you always wanted to do. It
1: is. Yeah. I wanted to do this since I was 12 years old in, in seventh grade. I, I, I remember my mother as a child. All she had to do was hand me a crayon. She said anytime I was like crying or anything, she'd just give me a piece of paper and throw crayons on the, on the floor and I was fine. She, she, I didn't want toys or nothing like that. Just give me crayons. And by the time I got to kindergarten, I was drawing so much better than anybody else in the class. Our teacher took me aside and, and by first grade, and she was having me um, doing you know stuff that was amazing. And um, uh, after that, when I got to seventh and eighth grade, I was still reading comics, and I didn't associate that you could make a living doing artwork and comics. And then this friend of mine Brought in a comic, and he, he drew a couple pictures of Spider Man, the Hulk, and like um, Nova, and all that. And he said, "Hey Ted, people make a living doing this." He said, what? <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! People make this a is
0: living doing comics. This is you as a and as a kid. child still when I told you this. Are you? When he told you this, you, you were still in your in your teens, or
1: I was twelve years old in seventh grade. Yeah. Wow. And, and that from that day on, his name was Steven Rummel. From that day on, I knew that was what I was going to do the rest of my life. Amazing. From every every decision I made in my life from that point on was to work towards this goal. And now that I'm 53, the only thing I could say that I wish I had done when I was 25, that's one of the questions you you, you asked me, is I should have, when I was younger, if I didn't get to start self publishing. Until like, I did the magazines in the late 80s, but self-publishing is what I always wanted to do. Because out of school, I went to Marvel and DC Comics, my portfolio, for like a year. And that's when Jim Lee and all those guys were really hot. And if you didn't draw like them, even if you could mimic them, and just because you're named N.N. Lee or or something like that, you weren't going to get a job. It's just you were. It was. It was closed up, and I, I could mimic their style to the T, and it, it didn't matter. I go to one editor one day with one page. A month later, he said the same page they liked that week was the worst page he ever saw in his life, and it, it just was no way in. So I had to give it up, and then I went to the magazine route. I got the jobs. And I lost them. And I, then I said. You know the money lasted so long after I lost those and sold the collection, started my own company, and I was paying for them in front of myself. And like I said, went to this. But the thing I should have done when I got out of school is everyone told me not to do into self publishing, there will be too much work for you. And I listened to them, even your Hubert told, you. told me that. Even he told me that he said, Ted, it's too much, but he knew. I was going to do it anyway. So he helped me and I would go in there. I call them my monthly beatings because <laughs> I would come out of there like, because he wouldn't, he was relentless. He wanted to make me the best I could be. He would just take my drawings and go them with tracing paper and show me anatomy and perspective and angles and everything you could think of. I mean this was like one-on-one with him for an hour, once a month. He did this for 15 years, Jake. The man was so giving and kind. And he treated me like I was his son.
0: It's very important and, to have a, um, a figure like that.
1: I know. It was incredible. And um, But then, uh, anyway, and then I surrounded myself with people, fellow artists that were still against what I wanted to do. And so I st- still hesitated so, to do it.
0: It wasn't only to you were and forced then, to do it. So starting your own, your own company, you, you didn't do it until you were forced to do it by the bankruptcy.
1: No, it wasn't Scary? that. It was that I was just, I, had, I knew, no, no. I learned, remember one of the questions, when you learn from your mistakes when you're younger, you should surround yourself with people that are positive nice. and support what you do. And the people that was around didn't do that. So I mean, even Joe, I mean, he supported me, but they warned me of the what what could happen. But he still supported me. So I surrounded myself with him. But the other people I was around, even my parents didn't do it. So I should have gotten with people that were more supportive of my dreams. And that way I probably would have been more apt to take it. Um mm-hmm follow them sooner than later. My first marriage didn't work out. She wasn't supportive of my career. So then when I met my second wife, I learned from my mistakes and met a much better, um, compatible, more loving person. And she supported my dream. That's when I started to blossom Mm -hmm. because you have that support. And even though you have a dream of your own and you have that drive, if you don't have anybody backing you up or, like, I know you, ha- I think yeah, you have so a girlfriend, we're, right? Yes, are, are married. Yeah. yeah and yeah, she supports you, right?
0: She's on and off, but she does, generally.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what my wife is, too. Yeah, you know, in the beginning, she was very into it, right? Yeah. She, she really liked what she, you did, She right? warns
0: of me being too focused on it.
1: But, like, That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But my, my wife did, too. And she's a little scared, you know? And, and but she still supported me, you know? She so go for it, you know. And uh, when I got those first job for six thousand, she said, "Okay, you know." She's right, sitting there right by me on the phone. When I got the first job, you know, and that was for three wow. thousand dollars three, three pages. pages wow. You know, um, yeah, a thousand dollars a page. <laughs> I said, "I said I'll take it." Yeah, yeah. You know, how does a thousand dollars a page? My jaw just dropped. I said, "Oh, that's okay, sir. Sure, sure, sure. That's a problem. No problem. I'll take that." Like, yeah, it didn't. Even, yeah, you know, I, I thought it was gonna be like you know one or hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a page. It was like totally different than what I thought it was gonna be. So then uh, after that, um, surrounding myself with positive people, I was able to put aside all my inhibitions and fears and go for it. And if I had been more confident about what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have listened to the people that were. So the negative
0: key is to surround yourself with positive, positive minded people, so you don't hear the negative. 24-7 you yeah, get a positive yeah.
1: 24-7 yeah you can't it, exactly it's 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 just um it's mm-hmm. um very oppressive it's debilitating you know? in a sense yeah it is it can be and um positivity breeds positivity you know like you and me right now you know we're, we're sharing a common interest a common bond you've got your characters going i, I help support you with what you were doing 10 years from now you're going to be a uh, doing what I'm doing and be successful like me and be doing, you know, things that you want dreamed of. And it's such a small world. You could talk to somebody in Spain that speaks Spanish or French in France and the Facebook will interpret it for you. And you can be a friend with somebody in a different country that draws comics. They'll like your page. I mean, the world is becoming so small that eventually maybe there might not even be any wars anymore.
0: That would be a wonderful place.
1: Because my father told me, Mm -hmm. he was in in the Army, in the Air Force, I'm sorry. He, He always had this theory that if you couldn't speak to somebody, it was easier to hate them. Because you couldn't communicate. You couldn't say, okay, dude, let's talk this over. You know? If we could all communicate, if we all spoke the same language. Like, over in Europe, they all speak several languages, like in here in America, we're lucky if we speak one or two languages. I only speak one. I tried to learn Spanish, but I couldn't keep up with it because I have too much to do. But if we could all speak the same language or talk the same way or communicate in some fashion, I believe there'd be less and less discontent. Right. I
0: totally agree Yeah, it, it all breaks down to communication. you got to talk things through. you got to find common ground. So let's fall back a bit. I want to know why you got in the comics.
1: Um, the reason I got into comics, the reason I loved reading them, they were kind of like an escape for me. The good guy would, no matter how bad it got, the good guy would always prevail, you know? When I read them back in the uh, early 60s, I mean, late 60s and early 70s, Spider-Man would always make a joke and then beat the, beat the heck out of that villain, you know? Even though he was getting you know battered himself, he just used to keep cracking jokes, you know? And that was the way they wrote him back then. And like, you know, Iron Man was into this, in the late in the early 80s, they started, you know, Frank Miller started coming out with all this dark stuff. And like Daredevil was like depressive, and Iron Man started drinking, he was an alcoholic, and uh, uh, you know, all those stories like that. They started to get depressive, and I, I started to not like the stories, but they, was, they were kind of interesting, so I kept reading them. And then, um, then, um, then, um, the X Men that was Chris Claremont, it was like a soap opera. And the stories went on and on, and you just couldn't get enough of it. And X-Men was, like, so incredible when he wrote it, and all those guys were drawing that stuff. And then um, then, then, came the Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane, and they, they they brought it to the next level where the heroes were, like, dynamic again. They weren't, like, depressed and all that. They were, like, um, like super uh, heroic, and um, they believed in ideals again. And, uh, then the story, the writers got better and then the stories got really intense and then they went over to image and then they went back to the way I liked it in the beginning where it was like more fun than, um, uh, based on the depressed type of stories. And now it's like a whole new market. It's like all these like, like intriguing, like storylines, like that just like blow your mind by the time you read the end of the graphic novel oh my god, the guy that wrote this was a genius and the artwork is incredible and the color is beautiful who's your favorite? this is like a masterpiece I I can't say I have a favorite because uh, I I think my favorite artist has got to be David Finch because the guy's detail is incredible Um, but um, and it takes like if you read his credits um, it takes like five inkers to ink one of his books Backgrounders and all that, all the inkers I give him credit because that's how detailed his pages are.
0: So he, he does the pencils work. Pencils are and just the lines? The,
1: the lines are uh, drawn, the way I draw is very detailed, finished pencils. And then um, he even colors in the blacks with his pencil, all the shading, the hatch work. The line work, the detail in the eyes, the eyelashes, the, the eyebrow, eyebrows. Some artists will just put a line for the eyebrows. Um, I'll put in like each hair for the eyebrow. Um, like, Jim Lee would go in and draw each strand of hair. And um, Scott, um, uh, what was his name, Scott, um, the Ink Jim Lee stuff, the Inker. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. Remember his name? But anyway the the inker for uh, Jim Lee, I mean he would literally ink each strand of hair and and that's what they're doing now. And 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 some of the other artists are doing more simpler lines, but then they go in with color and make it look like a photograph. I mean the technology is just such so incredible and there's so many different styles out there that and, and that's what I'm saying the independent comic books, people are looking for new stuff. They're always looking for new stuff. That's, that's, um, like somebody will like, uh, um, something simple, something mm-hmm. like detail. Everybody's different. That's why it doesn't matter if somebody doesn't like my stuff when they review it. I don't really care because there's hey, 10 You're going to find your audience. Like like They're it. out there
0: somewhere. Someone's going to like it.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And anybody's, like, like your style too, mm-hmm. you know? Some people are going to like it, some people are not. Some people love it. I like, love your jokes and your 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 put your, your gags, and some people are not going to think it's funny. Like some people like peanuts. Some of they really didn't. Some people like Calvin and Hobbes. Some people like mm-hmm. um, it, mm-hmm. everybody's different. Everybody has different taste. Some people like manga. Uh, some people like um, Superman. Some people hate, um like Ghost in the Machine. There's so many movies and like genres and like what's the uh the Walking mm-hmm. Dead people.
0: Can't remember the the artist's name.
1: No, I mean all the yeah, Walking uh, like Dead. The shows. That's I mean, from a TV from a comic. Yeah, yeah, Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, all. Of, I mean, there's so many genres out there now. It's just incredible. There's like there's, there's action films. I mean, there's just there's so much out there. There's love stories. There's comedies. I mean, it's just so much out there that, that people are into. That that, that um. You yeah, know, so the, there's there's a niche for everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a great medium to get your story out there. And uh.
0: I guess the point would be, yeah, don't be afraid to put it put it out there and be criticized because someone's you're gonna find fans. Just keep uh, at it. Uh, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and and promote yourself. Like I said, you you can't just put your stuff out there and expect it to sell.
0: Yeah, you gotta put yourself out there, promote, be positive, and uh, keep at it. So, Ted, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Yeah, uh, the only thing I have to say, uh, basically, uh, maybe to sum things up is uh, if you have something you really want to do in this world, I mean, more people believe in reincarnation in this world than than the percentage, of than most on the entire planet. One shot. But my belief is you only have one life and one shot. And if you're going to waste that shot and you don't do... Try to do what you want to do. Go for your dream. Then your life is wasted. And um, on my website it says, it's a personal quote. It says, if you have a dream in this world, you should go for it. There's no guarantee that you will, that you will, that you will succeed. But you will have failed. That's a profound
0: call. I really like that one.
1: Yeah, and um,
0: yeah, just give it a you go. Base you know? my
1: whole life on. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, even if you, even if it's being being a musician, I mean, you may not be uh, Elvis Presley, but the the joy in making that music, it, it it's it's just nothing. If you want to be a an engineer, then do it. Don't 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 waste your time. Doing something you don't want to, don't go to a job you hate. I mean, you're gonna come <laughs> home and hate your kids, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You're gonna take it out of everybody around you. You know, I mean, do something you love. Life is just too short and short and, uh, uh, to not.
0: Well said. Do something well you don't said, want Ted. to
1: do. You know,
0: I agree with you 100 percent there. Thanks. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's finish it up with uh, three rapid questions for you. All right. Um, what's your favorite book?
1: Okay, sure. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. be I, I, I don't have time to read anymore. I, I, I read read prose right now. Warhammer, uh, Forty Thousand, and Horus Heresy. I don't have time to read comics anymore, so. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick a favorite comic, it would be mine because that's what I love and create and live for. Um, I, I, I'm i not saying I'm the best artist out there, heart. Yeah, I put everything I have into it. You know what I mean? I work 18 hours a day, and I love what I do. It's not the best piece of – I'm not the best artist. I'm not saying that, but my favorite comic is mine because I put everything I have into mm-hmm. it. No, that's a a perfect opinion. That's not going to be everybody's opinion. (laughs) I hate my guts for saying that. You know, uh, but... um, In a sense, that's your life's work. That's your legacy.
0: um, It's something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. All right. um, Um, Yeah. What is one piece of experience that you could share that would, if you shared today, that would change someone's life? I guess the question is, what is one little XP nugget that you can give?
1: Uh like I said just like follow your dreams. Yeah. You know? Don't uh don't hesitate. Uh
0: follow, follow your dreams
1: and don't hesitate. That, that's all, right. all I got to say. Yeah. And but you know, you do have to be you do have to have shelter, food, and clothing, you know? It, once those three things are met and your happiness is is met, then you've got I agree all you that need you the you basics need. first before
0: no. you can blossom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you have to survive. You know, it's, it's obviously, you have to eat. You know, and and but definitely follow your dreams. <laughs> but life is reality. Yeah. You know, you, we're not living in a fancy world here. And you got to pay the bills and all that. And you, know, you got to pay your dues. But um, all right. When you and get last that opportunity, Take it.
0: Uh, what are you excited about?
1: Well, right now, like I said in the beginning, I've a colorist, and he and I are working very closely together. By November, my first graphic novel will be in cover, co- full color. And this guy is doing fantastic work. It is far beyond what I ever dreamed I could ever possibly achieve. Right now, my books are all in black and white. And they're all going to be redone in color. And I am just so excited. Mm-hmm. This guy is from Africa. I met him on Facebook. His name is LH. Jansen. And he is just phenomenal. He did a video for me, an animated video, and he sent it to me and I use it at my shows. Um, the guy is just, I mean, if, if <laughs> this goes big, he is going to be so rich as I am that he and I are going to both benefit from this incredibly. Um, the work he is sending me every single week on these wow. books is incredible. I'm just, I can't be. I'm so ecstatic. It's just incredible. It's like I never thought I'd ever be able to, because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, I didn't have computers in high school. My brother, he's seven years younger than I am, and they had computers. He's missed it. Everything I learned on, about computers on YouTube. I learned Photoshop on YouTube. has learned everything how to set up, um, create space. On um and Facebook, I have this um a group called Learn How to um what was it called Learn How to Make Money Drawing Comics by Monolith Comics, and basically if you join that group, um it'll tell you how to uh, do what I'm doing through Create Space, and how I'm making my living and everything. It goes into trademarks, copyrights, everything. And um if you join that group, people post on it and they, they show their stuff. And it's a lot of informational stuff. If anybody wants to join it, um, i be more than happy to accept you. Um, just a couple of rules, guidelines on things. Just read it. Because I appreciate you follow, follow them just to keep the friendly place to be.
0: Yeah, we'll put all that in the show uh, notes. Um, how to contact you. And uh, if anyone wants to follow your, your work, your comics. and uh...
1: Yeah. yeah it's, um, my website is uh, www.monolithcomics.com. And uh, if you'd like to like my page on um, Facebook, you'd be very grateful. It's uh, um, www.facebook.com forward slash capital M Monolith and then capital C Comics. Um, that's my uh, Facebook page. And Twitter is at uh, Theodore with a T and followed with R with a capital R with Riddle. At Theodore Riddle with both the first and um, all right. Letters of my well, first and last name. Thank you very
0: much Catholic. for today, Ted. Um, I know we had a little little hiccups there here and there.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, right. right. Good. Well, and hopefully uh, get, we'll do get, this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Good luck with your uh, your. Uh, hey, that will be cool. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you your comics in November. Uh, you colored. your Yes. Yes. Philadelphia you live in live in Philly right
0: yeah i like to meet you to in person maybe,
1: are you going to be going to that one next year yeah it'd be great it'd be good yeah love, love, love to see you so, um, um, so I'll, hopefully I'll be there Heather's supposed to get me in that one so um
0: um, it's usually every every year well, when during is that spring. show
1: oh spring it is oh good okay cool so um, she's got All some right. good well, connections now with um, that hopefully like I said
0: fun. it's been a, it's been a lot of fun you know um, yeah thank you very much
1: yeah thanks a lot jake and uh, look you. forward to meeting you someday soon all right take care of yourself buddy thanks a lot bye-bye
0: thank you for listening to the first xpn podcast i hope you learned a lot of xp nuggets from mr ted riddle please be sure to check out his website at monolithcomics.com and connect with him at, uh, on facebook and i'll leave the links in the show notes and uh talk to you next time